Exposure. Pulse 95 Live from Exposure at the Expo Center Sharjah. And we're back live here at Pulse 95 Radio at the 7th edition of the International Photography Festival Exposure. And with me here, Annie Balkis, as we have a jam-packed program highlighting the agenda, as well as getting a chance to have phenomenal conversations with world-class photographers. And with me today is Karen Zussman. She is a self-taught photographer and poet. Her work, known for its intimacy and lyrical style, has been recognized with awards published in major media outlets and exhibited in galleries and museums. She began her photography career documenting human trafficking and life in Cuba and later documented, uh, documented Black Lives Matter protests. She recently has created the Super Power of Me project, combining portraits with writing workshops for children from diverse communities. Welcome to the show, Karen. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's we're exciting. so we're so happy to have you here. And th- th- this thank looks you. like it's the first time you've been at the exposure. It is. It's it's amazing. I'm I'm blown away. <laughs> Was it up to your expectations? You know, obviously you had expectations coming here. What do you feel when you entered, you know, the the, the expo? How did you feel? Well, first of all, it exceeded mm-hmm. every expectation and I had relatively high expectations from talking to other people who have been here but I just I've been speechless when I walked in uh, before I even saw my own gallery mm-hmm. I was just looking at the other galleries and a little awestruck at the quality of the printing and framing mm-hmm. and the installation in general and the ambiance in the space and then when I hit my own gallery Someone was taking pictures because I just, I covered my face. I couldn't believe, I just, I've never seen my work printed Mm -hmm. of that quality and so large. Mm -hmm. And I would, my work, I was on top of a bicycle. So I was moving. I was, I was a protester with a weekly bicycle Mm -hmm. protest. So when Simon contacted me and said how big the images were going to be, I said, well, I don't know if they'll hold up to that because I was moving, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't, they did some magic because they look amazing. <laughs> Speaking of amazing, I got the chance to attend the opening ceremony where you inaugurated your personal journey through, you know, you were, you were a poet and you find yourself going into the path of photography because it wasn't just a personal interest, it was a necessity, it was a life mission. And your recent project, Superpower of Me project, I found that to be the most uh, just touching, heartwarming, um, piece of work that you've ever done because you see the, the Black Lives Matter social movement uh, exploded you know in 2020 and it came with all good intentions but sooner or later it became so big that it brought in bad actors and somewhere down the line we felt like we we lost the whole point of why we did this in the first place and your project uh, allows to move away all that discrepancy mm-hmm. and all that you know information obesity and just focus in on what the whole social movement was really about. It's focusing on those groups, those minorities. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, thank you so much. That's a a wonderful description. So um, I was involved in the weekly Mm -hmm. bicycle protest groups. As I said, I I probably did it 12 or 13 weeks in a row. And we would ride for up to eight hours through all the boroughs in New York City. At our peak, I believe we were about 10 to 15,000 riders. Mm -hmm. I've heard Mm -hmm. different estimates. And our goal, our immediate goal was to disrupt. Mm -hmm. So we were shutting down bridges and highways by our our sheer numbers. Mm -hmm. And in terms of photography, it was amazing because I was getting shots with 
you know, iconic New York City in the backdrop from a vantage point one would never have before because you'd be in a car or a bus. You could never be on foot on these highways and bridges where I was shooting from. Um, but I became particularly interested in the onlookers. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes, you know, we've seen a lot of imagery of the protests, mm -hmm. but I think what makes mine um, interesting is that I was shooting the movement from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And so I was really focused on the out. In particular, I was focused on the children for whom the protests will matter most. Mm -hmm. And there was one image that I took, that scene haunted me, and that's what propelled me to do something. And it was, we were in Brooklyn in a neighborhood called Crown Heights, mm -hmm. which is a predominantly black neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And this section of Crown Heights is, is extremely under-resourced. Mm -hmm. So these children were inside of a, um, a fast food restaurant and looking out at us, quite bewildered you mm -hmm. know it was very difficult to tell what they were thinking I think it's important to say that even though our founders were black mm -hmm. the cyclists I'd say we were about 75% white so imagine these children seeing all these white cyclists passing through chanting that their lives matter and yet here they are in this section of Brooklyn where all they have to eat is fast food or bodegas selling cheap unhealthy fare mm -hmm. And I started thinking, wow, like, what are these children thinking? How are the protests really going to affect them? W what we're doing, how is that really affecting them? And I was haunted by that question. And I'm an ocean swimmer, and it was this pandemic summer, so I was going to the beach a lot, and I was really turning my attention to the kids at the beach. And I noticed at the beach, you know, Every child was powerful and free, no matter what their opportunities may or may not be. So when I saw this one man who turns out he was from Ghana and he was with his four kids and they were jumping off a lifeguard stand and he had so much love emanating toward his kids, I had to approach and ask him if I could take their photographs. Luckily he said yes. And when I sent him the images, he wrote me back and said, Thank you for giving my children the living proof mm -hmm. that they really are the superpowers that they imagine themselves to be. That is amazing. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, I, I moved away to be 100% honest with you. Now, Karen, obviously you were on the bike and you were in New York City and you had a, you know, a camera with you at the time. Obviously there was a lot of challenges during this movement, but can you tell us something that stood out the most to you as you were, you know, going through New York City, having the camera with you. Obviously, you know, when we look at traditional photography, there's a tripod, you set it up, fix the lightning, everything is good. Put the subject a little bit to the middle, boom, take a picture. But for you, obviously, you're moving and, uh, you know, you had the camera with you. So tell us a little bit of challenges you faced during that time. Sure. Um, about the photography specifically, mm -hmm. I can tell you one moment. There's an image in the show of a man on a city bike, mm -hmm. which is our, you know, rental bike system. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time, um, I think it was my first ride. Mm -hmm. So we had shut down the Williamsburg Bridge and I was, I was trailing because I really wanted, I recognized this was an amazing shot. And I was trying to get the photograph of this guy on the bike with the city in the background. And I was on the bridge myself and I remember because I really wanted it in focus and I shoot manual mm -hmm. and very nervous that I'm gonna fall off the bike because I'm also afraid of heights and we were on the bridge and you know 
it was it was crazy and there were a lot of moments where i i was nervous just because i was so unstable mm -hmm. you know because i was on the bike and i was doing my dials with one hand and riding with the other hand mm -hmm. so it was pretty tricky. Shedding light on, on social justice issues, uh, specifically Black Lives Matter, having your photo gallery here is uh, is very important for people like us who are, you know, out of America. When when the whole movement took place, there was this almost like misinterpretation of uh, what it, what really is this movement about. And having your photo gallery here allows us to see a very American centric perspective on that. So I want to ask you, what is it that you hope, uh, what sort of impact do you hope to leave uh, for those who step into your exhibition? Yeah, that's a that's a terrific question. I think that, um, th look, there's a lot of Black Lives Matter imagery, a lot of brilliant imagery that came out of the movement. So I'm one of many. But I think mine is very intimate. Um, of course, there was, a, there was a lot of brutality with the police and the protesters. Um, but I tried to get more the intimate stories of the writers and what was going on. And um, that's some of the feedback I, I've got at this exhibition. Um, even His Highness said that, you know, it, it was amazing to see it in such an intimate way and to read the captions where you really got to know what the writers were thinking. Um, so hopefully that comes through. Now, you do have a focus group here, visual, visual lyricism. Talk us about that. What, obviously, we do know you're a poet as well. So tell us about this focus group. Sure. So um, because I, I got my MFA in poetry and mm -hmm. I came to photography much later in life out of necessity, as you mm -hmm. said, to document those human trafficking stories, um, I feel like I'm coming full circle now that somehow actually going to Cuba returned me to poetry. So my focus group is exploring the connections between photography and poetry. Um, and I think that when we think about that, it, first of all, it's very subjective. So I really intend for it to be a discussion. I want to know what other people think. When, you, when someone says, this is a very poetic image, mm -hmm. what do we mean by that? Mm -hmm. And how can we start seeing in a way where the elements of poetry, you know, the pacing, the cadence, the line breaks, the, the prosody, which is the formal study of poetry, the relationship between the elements in the frame mm -hmm. and how by looking at poems or writing poems we become more aware of those relationships mm -hmm. I think which gives it a lyricism. Beautiful. If anyone's curious and wants to take part of this please register to exposure.ae. The focus group is titled Visual Lyricism and it's happening on the 14th of Feb 3 p.m. Again, Karen Sussman, thank you so much for being here. Your contribution to not only the social move, the social justice movement, but also just allowing to give a voice to those don't, who don't have one. It's something that is profound and always admirable. And we hope to see you again here next year at Exposure with your next ambitious project. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it so much, guys. Honor is all ours. So let's take a short break and coming up next, we're going to highlight the daily agenda and we have more conversations with world-class world photographers right here on Pulse95.